0: Hello, Mom That Leads! Welcome back to the podcast. You've found episode 15 and you are in for a treat. My guest today, Gabrielle Baumeier, is a rock star leader who has spent over 20 years coaching and consulting individuals in achieving extraordinary results. In 2010, she co founded Reason to Race, where her primary role is working with coaching nonprofits to have supporters advocate for their cause and raise funds for their mission. She also works with corporations to include their staff in health and wellness initiatives that forward their community outreach. Her efforts with Reason to Race have resulted in over 6,500 individuals completing 700 events and raising over $6 million for 400 local and international causes. She has won multiple awards, including being honored with the Houston Business Journal Women Who Mean Business Award and being recognized by Lidera Consulting Group as an outstanding woman in business. Our conversation is full of inspirational stories that will speak to you no matter what leadership development phase you're in. However, for those of you who are in our grow phase, you will find particular value in what she describes as the golden nugget for taking on challenges, and adopting positive new habits in your life. Remember, you can go back to episode 5 to learn more about our Ground, Grow, Give leadership development phases. In this conversation, we also get into the key steps for helping those you lead to become leaders themselves. Stick around to the end for key takeaways that you can start implementing in your lives today. But first, the intro. Hey there, are you ready to jump off the hamster wheel and finally listen to that voice inside that says you were meant for more? Are you ready to replace overwhelm with calm and clarity, self doubt with confidence, and mom guilt with connection? Then you're in the right place. I made this podcast just for you. Welcome to the Moms That Lead podcast, where we know that moms have a unique ability to be world changers and that leadership is not about position. But instead, just like John Quincy Adams said, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you are a leader. I'm Terry Schmidt, your host and leadership mentor, determined to bring you the inspiration, motivation, and practical tips to help you live your best life. I'm a corporate leader and coach turned nonprofit founder. My family's journey to completing an Ironman triathlon changed my life forever. And I want to be your friend on the journey to gain the clarity, confidence, and connection that I gained from that experience. So if you're ready to ditch mom guilt and activate your strengths, let's jump in. Welcome, Gabrielle. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come today. I'm so excited for our conversation and for the audience to hear all about your journey and everything that you've learned um, Through your work with Reason to Race. So, I thought maybe we could get started with just you telling us a little bit about yourself, kind of your journey to where you are today, how you currently lead in the community and through your business. Just love to hear about your backstory and also about Reason to Race. Oh, sure. Well, thank
1: you so much, Terry, for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. So, wow! A little bit about me. I uh, live in Houston. I've been here ever since I graduated college a few years ago, and it's really home for me. I, I live here with my husband of 14 years. He's actually co-founder of Reason to Race, so we get to do our community uh, endeavors together, which is really special. And I am from Austin, so born and raised there. Went to college there, and I come from a family of restaurant owners. So have business in the blood, I guess you could say, and yeah, studied engineering and went to, went into a field that was uh, somewhat technical, construction management, and then it eventually went into software. And And as uh, the years were going by, I started to do triathlons and really fell in love with the sport and started to do them for charity and really had a wonderful time building teams of people to go out there and do something special for them in terms of their wellness and doing something that, that really helps them forward their well-being and while at the same time being motivated by cause and have mm-hmm. the cause really be the wind beneath our wings. And, and so that was really the genesis of Reason to Race is being able to work with one nonprofit and support them with empowering teams of people to be their best selves and to make a difference in the community at the same time. And so when you ask how you currently lead through your business in the community, it's really all about having people find that part of themselves that's really out there to make a difference and then giving them the platform and the opportunity to do that through what we do here at reason to race
0: excellent i'd love to hear a little bit more about reason to race i know you've been in business what now 10 years Mm -hmm. is that right so tell us a little bit about how it got started and you know what how it's evolved as you've gone along through those 10 years and what you're currently doing now with it oh sure So back in 2007, I was introduced
1: to the sport of triathlon and a friend of mine invited me to do the very first triathlon that I did, which was a sprint triathlon, small one. Mm -hmm. And she invited me to be on her fundraising team for a children's charity. So she said, look, we're going to go out and do this triathlon and we're going to do it in, in honor of these really wonderful kids. They're They're kids who deal with parental incarceration, and we're about lifting them up and having them have opportunities in life. And I said, you know, that sounds like a really great way to do a triathlon. Mm -hmm. And I fell in love with it. And then after a while, I became the team leader of that triathlon team. And in partnership with my husband and several other people on the team, we were able to get that organization to every year pretty consistently raise $100,000 using the triathlon slash 5k model of doing events and raising money for the cause using peer-to-peer fundraising. So everybody would set up fundraising pages. And one day, Bill, my husband, who's he's getting ready for work. And he says, you know what, we need to just do this with more organizations because we can expand our reach. And we're committed to making a difference. And we have something really special here. So why don't we just roll up our sleeves. And since I came from a software background, he said, well, why don't you drop some specs? And I said, okay, <laughs> that's a great idea. And I did. <laughs> Got a 30 blank sheets of paper and drew up what I wanted the platform to look like. We found a developer and then we launched it. And luckily at that time, I had been training for the Ironman triathlon myself and my trainer also had four races that he produced. And you know, lo and behold, maybe it was all coincidence, maybe something else, but he came to us and said, "Hey, look, we we really like what you 're doing with that one charity. How about you do something with our races and include multiple charities and I said, Well, just give me a minute we we 're building it. Give, just <laughs> give me one more minute and that was our entry into the racing community was with this triathlon coach of mine because he had four races, and he says, Hey, do something with us and so we created these contests where people could do these events and raise money for the charity of their choice and whoever raised the most money would win more money for their charity. And he's a smart businessman. He understood the model and he said yes. And that first year with his four races, we raised $75,000 for the community using, using the platform. And then here we are 10 years later and we work with 16 races and we have worked with over 400 different nonprofits and have helped them raise a collective six and a half million dollars using this model that so. is
0: amazing mm-hmm. six and wow. a half million dollars 6.5 yes oh, what an impact <laughs> so what what has been your favorite part of building reason to raise uh, there have been a couple of favorite parts really
1: one is getting to work with my husband mm-hmm Yeah, Bill, he's, uh, he's a real special person. I mean, obviously, I married him. So I I think that apparently, (laughs) but he's, he's very smart. And he comes up with really great ideas. And we have a lot of fun doing these kinds of things together. When I say with these kinds of things, it's, it's uh, doing community projects. And Leading groups of people. We like to be in charge and we like to empower people to be their best selves. So we've, it's really been a a blessing to be able to do it with him. So it's, it's been, it's been really great. And then the other part is to, to be able to witness and to, to find like-minded people in the community who want to make an impact of equal or greater magnitude than we do. The, the the name of the game here is not we do it all. The name of the game is to have other people step up and go far beyond what we're ever able to do. And mm-hmm. so to be able to be a part of that and to witness that and to watch people make that shift, you know, from the race directors who never thought that they could make that kind of difference and empower people in their races to go out and, you know, raise money. And then they can say, yeah, we've raised hundreds and thousands of dollars through our races that's been really special. It's been really, really special. And then having the nonprofit leaders with whom we partner, having them say, wow, we just didn't know that our people were capable of doing this. Mm-hmm. Just like for example, that we're doing a virtual event with hope for three, a really amazing organization supporting children with autism. And one of their fundraisers set a $3,000 goal. And I think he raised $1,500 in three days. And when that happens and I see the whites of the eyes of the nonprofit Leaders and they go, wow! I just didn't know that could happen. And I kind of secretly, and sometimes not so secretly, say, well, I knew it could happen. <laughs> uh, so I would say those two were the my fa- the favorite parts of what we've built here.
0: What a great story! Yeah, I we talk a lot on Moms That Lead about how leadership's not about position, but if you're inspiring others to do more, then you truly are a leader. And that to me is such a great example of everything that you're doing with Reason to Race. You're inspiring the business owners to do more by making it easy for them to give to the community and to incentivize mm-hmm. their people giving to the community and, and becoming more themselves. So it just seems like you know a really nice ripple or waterfall effect that is started all with Reason to race. And that's amazing. Yeah, that's been special. The other thing that I love about Reason to Race, um, you and I know each other because our nonprofit Stronger to Serve uh, works with Reason to Race also. And so you know that we love to combine fitness and service and really see those two elements as kind of key ingredients of leadership development, particularly even in our moms that lead leadership development path. It includes both of those pieces as we go through the ground, grow, give phases, using fitness challenges and service to the community. So how have you seen that combination benefit those who are involved with you?
1: Oh, it's been an essential element. You know, our name is Reason to Race. And so it, it a lot is said in that name. We give people mm-hmm. a reason to race. You could say reason to walk or you could mm-hmm. say reason to run but we give people that motivation and that accountability to reach high in their wellness goals, whatever that might mean for for them. It could be, you know, doing five pushups. It could be doing the Mm -hmm. Ironman triathlon, whatever that might be, but they're, they're essential. And I, I speak of that from personal experience because I, like I mentioned, I had trained and I did the Ironman triathlon in 2010. And I really, was only able to do it because I was doing it for a cause. And in the middle of training and especially when I didn't wanna train and I knew that I was doing this for children of incarcerated parents, there just kind of was no back door to it.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: being of service is is propelled by taking on a wellness journey that might be a little difficult for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, whether it's push-ups or <laughs> riding your bike <laughs> around the block, whatever it might be. If you can do that from the context of serving others, it brings a whole new meaning to riding that bike or doing that swim or getting on the treadmill to do a 10-mile run. There just is, it's another motivator behind you. And sometimes that's not the easiest thing to communicate. It's kind of one of those experiences people have to just kind of have themselves because uh, we deal with it all the time. Fundraising is, it's kind of a drab, sometimes a topic mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. brings up things for people and we have worked really hard to re-educate people that it doesn't have to be that. And fundraising is simply a measure of the difference that you're making out there. And so if you can be out there being a voice and being a demonstration of taking on a challenge that, you know, might not be the easiest thing in the world to, to do a 5k run or to do a sprint triathlon, but you're going out there and you're showing some grit and you're demonstrating some determination and you're doing it in the spirit of being of service, it's a really, really loud bullhorn that you get to to speak through and it moves people. It really, really does. So it's the perfect combination. And at some point people have that flip where they go, oh, this is really serving my heart. Yes, I'm serving the kids and yes, I'm serving the community, but there's no way to quantify how it really has people grow as people to be able to do those two things.
0: What value do you see in people challenging themselves, whether it be physically? And you also mentioned, you know, the challenge of just fundraising.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I I am, I'm a goal setter type of person. I'm a,
1: I love putting targets out there. I love seeing if I can, you know, achieve certain goals. And I'm well aware that not everybody is like that. But I'm also aware that people do want to at some level, whether it's really high level or lower level, they want to be the best they can be. Mm -hmm. I'm just I kind of live like that. I've I've seen enough evidence of it. And when you put a challenge out there, the beautiful thing about it is it doesn't have to have a certain definition. It just has to be whatever that definition is for you. So if it's if if a quote challenge is walk around your block once a day for seven days go for it there's no set challenge that you have to do or that you even should do and there's no timing that you should even have to adhere to either and that's one of the things about reason to race we always say well if you're not ready today we'll be ready when you are and that's it and we've had people like literally this one gentleman i remember we'd known him for years and after three years he walks up and he says you know i really love what you guys are doing and i'm ready to participate I go, great. It only took three years. That's, it's all good. He ended up doing the Ironman triathlon that year and he raised $25,000 for an organization with whom we worked. Now, if anybody would have, you know, told me years ago that that would have happened, I would have told them that they were a little crazy, but he was waiting for the right time for his challenge. It's like, that was when the timing was right for him. And so we always say, take on the quote challenge that is going to fit you and is going to have you be your best version of yourself because we are confident that not everybody is just like oh yeah there's just nothing I ever want to accomplish later in life I'm just completely set and I'm completely you know ready to you know call it in no that's not the way it goes and uh, in our nation even that the health and wellness is on a bit of a declining <laughs> trajectory. We're just always going to have people that can really leverage those challenges to, to do something great for themselves. I have another lady who she'd never done a 5K before and she had always wanted to. And after three months of talking to her, I finally get the email and she says, yeah, I, I'm ready to do this. And then the next year she ended up doing five 5Ks and she got five medals. And so her challenge changed from one year to the next. It was just do one and then it was do five. And to this day, we talk and she's still thanking me <laughs> for, for having it, introduced her to that. And the fact that she did this challenge for the organization that supported a friend of hers. So her daughter has cerebral palsy. And so she says, I'm going to do it in honor of this little girl because she's my you know, she's my friend's daughter and I'm going to do it in her honor. And she did. And she's never
0: been the same. Stories like that bring goosebumps to my arms. What I'd love to hear any other stories you have and just how you think, like with that woman combining the fitness element of it together with the service component that she was doing it for her friend's daughter. Right. Right. You've probably had so many opportunities to observe that in action and observe the benefits that come out of that. I'd love to hear any stories that you have about that. Sure, sure. I'll, I, do have, I do have lots, and I know we have limited time here, but uh, I will
1: say this and give you kind of a, the trend that I've seen or kind of the consistency that, that I've witnessed over the years. When people do a wellness challenge in honor of somebody else, the opportunity that they're then provided is the opportunity to not listen to the voice in their head that says, I can't, because it gets overridden with something bigger than they are. It gets overridden by, oh, I'm feeding children or, oh, I'm you know helping battle the dog population problem in Houston or whatever that might be. It literally gets stifled The I can't do it is no longer louder than the cause. And so, like I said, we have so many instances where people just look at the whites of their eyes and they go, wow, I had no idea I could do that. And it's because they shifted the place from which they were operating. Before they were operating from, it's just me and I can't do it. And walking a mile is really hard. And like the internal chatter that can just get you. And then you never even start because it's just so powerful. And then all of a sudden it becomes, we ask them questions like, well, what's important to you? Oh, my family. Okay. What's important to you? What's important to you? What's important to you? And then they, they go, yeah, what's really important to me is fighting childhood cancer. Okay, great. Then How about you do that? And you do it in a way that's very doable. It's not go volunteer 20 hours at the pediatric cancer ward and medical center. It's okay. You want to get a little healthier and you want to fight childhood cancer. Great. Let's do that. This is how you do it. Click, click, click. And then people go, wow, I just didn't know. And then we have young ones do it too. So you ask for stories. There's a little girl that She must not have been more than nine years old, and Mm. she pops up on our radar, and she's doing a 5K, and she's doing it to fight human trafficking, and her fundraising campaign speaks about why she's doing that, and so we end up meeting the mom at the event. I pull the mom aside, you know, Sally, that was not her name, but Sally, how, like, how did your daughter, like, why this? And she says, well, that's what she wanted to do, and all I could do at that moment was thank the mom. And you're speaking here to moms that lead. That mom was leading. Definitely. She was doing nothing but leading her daughter into the opportunity that her life is to make a difference. And she let her daughter do that. She maybe was concerned about the topic, maybe was concerned that, you know, her daughter would have questions that the mom didn't know how to answer. And I don't know if any of that happened. I'm just assuming that the mom probably had that going on in her head. But at that point, at that event, when I met that little girl and that mom, all that was there for me and for them was this little girl had a great time making her difference in a way that was accessible to her.
0: Right. And then she's going to remember that for the rest of her life and just want to do more and more of it.
1: And then what's likely, and I don't have any proof of it. I don't know if it's a guaranteed But it's likely that that little girl will have other people around her like her. Mm -hmm. Because once you do something like that, it's not like you just forget about it and then your heart shifts gears or something and all of a sudden you don't want to, you know, make a difference. (laughs) The little girl probably had a shift happen and so did the mom. And so, uh,
0: yeah, that's one of the stories that I will never forget. What a powerful story. And it's not just, I mean, you mentioned, you know, the daughter had that experience that, you know, that life changed, the mom was changed by it. But I just think about also everyone who donated to support her being changed by being part of that. And that flows nicely into something that I also wanted to pick your brain about. And that's just You work with a lot of nonprofit leaders who I'm sure are very passionate about their causes. How do you help them to inspire and empower others? Kind of like that girl was empowered and then she empowered others to become part of this change in herself as well as the good that she was doing in the community. How do you help those leaders help other people to make that cause their own and be just as passionate as they are? find out what it's going to take for them to make the shift
1: of letting people be a voice for them because nonprofit leaders are pretty used to doing it all by themselves especially the the ones that start out and especially the ones that you know don't have this big following and they get into the mode of I'm kind of like in this alone and I gotta do all the hard work and I work with them to find out if there's anything in the way of they're really uh, letting people lead the way with them because You know, we at Reason to Race, it's while I, you know, I talk about, you know, Bill and I, you know, we're the co-founders, we're the ones who are, you know, making this happen. We're really like not. It's really, we're showing other people that they can do it and hear the tools and the techniques and the strategy and then go ye forth and multiply. It's, and that takes something to have people around you get bigger than you are and have them go out ye forth and multiply now bill and i tend to be people who like to be in the background anyway and so we're fine with it it's like great let's lift everybody else up we'll put their logos out there reason race logo no we don't need that out there. but it's interesting working with leaders and finding out like some of them really do like to be the ones that like hey i am going to do it all on my own but then even that's really a contradictory to what they really do want which is for their mission and vision to to be realized And there's a, sometimes there's a flip that has to happen. It's like, hey, it's it's not just you. This really is people around you that love the children, people around you that, you know, care about our community. Let's give them a bullhorn to be a part of making this great thing happen that you might have started as a, you know, the founder, executive director, but it's not about you. It really is about Mm -hmm. them.
0: And I think there are so many parallels to all different types of leadership situations, whether someone's leading in a corporation, leading a team, it gets very easy for efficiency's sake or otherwise to want to do everything yourself. But how do you figure out what really matters to the people that you're leading so that you can figure out a way to give them that bullhorn? for right. the cause for you know it may not be a cause like we've been talking about it may just be the success of the company but how do you find out what matters to the people that you're leading so that they can help you advance that mission
1: yes and finding out what matters to people is sometimes an easier process than you might think mm. sometimes you just ask it's really only two ways of finding out what's important to them is you ask or you listen or you do both together But you can, you know, some people don't like to ask questions like, oh, yeah, what's important to you in life? What's your wellness challenge that you really want? Sometimes people just they get funny about asking really direct questions and straight questions Mm -hmm. with people. And, you know, I've done enough in life where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be straight about it. But some people are a little softer about it. And so then my advice that I would give people is just listen first. And you'll Mm -hmm. start to hear if you really are listening for, wow, what's important to people without even asking that question, you will actually find out if Mm -hmm. you're listening for
0: that. It's pretty intriguing. Yeah. And once you find that out, everything else becomes so much easier in, in terms of motivation and helping the team to work effectively or, you know, even a family. I I think. Oh yes, definitely. (laughs) Parents, you know, may think they know their kids really well, but maybe a little exercise and listening and observing can help solve some motivation problems too. Right? Do you have any other stories where maybe someone didn't really think they were capable of accomplishing a challenge that they put in front of themselves? And you mentioned earlier that click. You know, when sometimes people just have to go through the experience of both the wellness challenge and the fundraising, and then they, they experience something and something changes in them. There's another lady who she went for doing the half Ironman
1: and she didn't finish the race. She, I don't know, she missed the bike cutoff or whatever. And I'll never forget afterwards, she ends up setting out her fundraising campaign and she tells people, Hey, look, I did not finish the race. And there's still time to donate to this cause because next year I'm going to come back and I'm going to be stronger. And it's like, right on, finish strong. Why the heck not? Where what's predictable in that kind of situation is people just kind of teeter off and then they like feel bad about it or whatever. And she goes, no, I just didn't finish. And here we go. And I, you know, I still have a few more dollars to make it to my fundraising goal. It'd it'd be great if you donate.
0: (laughs) I mean, either she made it or she didn't, but it was just like, rock on, go for it. And that mission, having that mission as part of that experience for her, it sounds like gave her a reason to try again. Right? Gave her a reason to have that. I'm going to move forward from this, and I'm going to get stronger. Attitude. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. If I mean, if anything, if we're if we're out to propagate any message in Reason Race, is that you are perfect, exactly the way you are. You really are just you're perfect. It's all good, and if you want to go for it and get lose a few pounds or, you know, try and run around your block a few times and you want to have that celebration, or if you want to go out and get a medal. Okay, great. Now give
0: yourself some leverage. Mm -hmm. Do it for something Mm -hmm. bigger than you are. I love that. I love that. And just thinking about, like I mentioned earlier, the impact that that's just rippling out from and affecting people in so many different ways that that's just so inspiring. And I love that you said the You're trying to give people additional leverage because it makes me think about how we're growing as leaders. We may have certain habits that we want to establish, or there may be ways that we want to improve. How can we implement or adopt that same thought process in terms of, is there a bigger reason that I can do this other than just me feeling better or... Mm -hmm me achieving this goal and getting excited about it, is there something bigger that I can attach to it and how much of an impact that can have in our success rate? Oh, it's the golden nugget. It's the mm-hmm. the hidden gem.
1: If you ask me, it really, really is because being a, of service to people is there's nothing that you can compare that. You can't compare that to anything in, in and how your heart ends up being and how you live your life when you're being of service to people. And and trying that on in this context is just, it's very safe. It's just try it on. It's very, it, it, there's nothing to, there literally is nothing to lose. There's nothing to lose. And so we're, what we get the privilege of doing here at Reason and Race is we're introducing people to two worlds. We're introducing people to the wellness world and we're introducing people to the philanthropy world and saying, hey, this is how these two can work together. So whether you come in from one or the other, it really doesn't matter. But we want you to experience the, the joy and the satisfaction that comes from marrying those two together. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because again, speaking from personal experience, I got to do a triathlon and I raised a couple thousand dollars for these kids. And I go, wow, this is, I remember crossing the finish line, I go, this is really fun. This is really, really great. And it was even an opportunity for me to get to know my husband even better because mm-hmm. it's like, he's like, what are you doing in triathlon? I'm like, yes, I'm doing a <laughs> triathlon. Yeah. And he goes, okay, what, what's your fundraising goal? Okay, well, that's okay, great. He goes, well, look, you raise your thousand dollars, Gabrielle. I'll match it. I go, okay, honey, nice. that's great. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it became this fun thing that he and I were doing together. And so he's great at pushing me. Mm-hmm. Right? He's, he's, he's always been great at that. It's one of the reasons I love him so much. It's like, he just pushes me to my limits. And that first triathlon, I raised $2,400 and I go, well, this is, this is really great. I want other people to be able to do this. I really do want to give this to other people. And that's how it's always been for me. I want to give this to other people. It's not people have to do it. It's not people need to do it. It's not even that they should do it. I just want them to be able to. And that's it. And that's all the world of fundraising and wellness and philanthropy, that's all it's ever been for me. It's been opportunity. And not a lot of people are in that world from that place. And so I'm here to say that is possible. It can really be fun and it can really be a joy and there doesn't have to be any have to
0: to it. There are so many lessons that we've just touched on a few in our conversation, but so many lessons that I... Bet have been learned and could be learned from, like you said, trying it on. Very inspiring. And of course, I have many of the same beliefs, given that Stronger to Serve is is set up to do exactly right what you're reinforcing. So thank you from us for being another voice out there for reinforcing the power of combining those two. I just wanted to close today with a question that I would like to ask all my guests. You've worked with a lot of moms and you're a mentor to so many people through your work at Reason to Race. When you hear the term mom that leads, what does that mean to you?
1: It means moms being the best they can be and demonstrating that to their children. That's what it means to me. Yeah. Be the best you can be. It doesn't mean being perfect. It doesn't mean being
0: right. It's just mean being, being the best you can be. Inspiring your kids to through... Your actions through your words, like you mentioned, that mom of the nine-year-old. Not that we know all the words or the experiences that were had before that, right. but there was clearly some leadership there. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah,
1: if if moms are, are quote guilty of anything, it's being really hard on themselves. You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, I hear it from all my mom friends. It's, gosh, you know, I should've this, I should've that, and. It's like, Hey, enough shooting on yourself. No more shooting. (laughs) Please, (laughs) please. That really, you know, if you trust yourself and you know that you're just being the best you can be and doing the best you can do, it'll all fall into place. And kids really will, they will see that and they will, they will follow. Yeah, for sure. Moms that lead, it's essential.
0: Oh, well, that's excellent. Well, on that note, again, just thank you for your time today. And where, if people want to learn more about Reason to Race or about you or Bill, uh, where should we direct them to?
1: Sure. Best place to go is to our website, reasontorace.com. We have a contact form okay. on there. And then he and I are both on LinkedIn. So Gabrielle okay. Baumeyer and Bill Ballmeyer. Mm-hmm. You can call us, text us, email us. We always answer the phone. So it's it's really easy to get in touch with us because we, we put personal
0: connections very high on our list. I can attest to that, definitely. And I know we talked about your work with race directors. We talked about your work with nonprofits, but you also have offerings for businesses too, mm-hmm. correct? Can you talk yes. just a little bit about that? Sure. With our corporate programs, uh, we found that
1: uh, companies, they they want to do two things. Um, They want to do a lot, but these two things as they relate to us is they want their people healthy. They do want that, just given our healthcare situation and everything, the costs and whatnot. So they do want their people healthy and they do want to make a difference in the community as well. And so with the races that we have and the connections and the nonprofits that we have, we can help them achieve that coupling is having their people who work for them do a 5K and do it for charity And the beautiful thing there is that they don't have to be limited to the charities that they impact because on our list, the the list is long. And so we'll come in to a company and help them design and implement a program, which is wellness slash philanthropy related. And as you know, everybody works someplace. And so there's always an opportunity for us to to speak with those companies. And uh, ideally we get to work with either the HR representative or they have a community outreach person, Those are the people who are out there looking for creative ways to engage their people to make a difference and engage their people to be healthy. Mm -hmm. And so we'll come in and work with them on those two things. And they're always pleased because then they say, oh, wow, we didn't know our employees could do that. And then we say, we did. (laughs) We know they're great.
0: Oh, how wonderful. Just kind of a one stop shop almost for, you know, two big needs that corporations have. So thank you for that work also. And thank you for telling us a little bit about that. Again, thank you for your time, and I look forward to continuing to watch Reason to Race grow and watch all of the impact that you are having throughout the community. And really, I'm guessing nationwide, I'm guessing there are people that are doing fundraising outside of the Houston area too. So Lots of
1: events going around on everywhere. Now they're virtually, so uh, right. <laughs>
0: people are yeah. still moving. These for sure. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, thank you again, Gabrielle. Thank you, Terry. It's a pleasure to be with you. Wasn't that an inspiring conversation? Here are your key takeaways. Number one, when you want to make a positive change in your life or establish a new habit, look outside of yourself and find a bigger meaning that you can attach to it, whether that be your kids, your spouse, or a cause that you truly believe in. Number two, True leaders open the eyes of their followers to the opportunity that their lives are to make a difference. Number three, fitness challenges when combined with service can be a force multiplier of wellness and growth. Number four, to motivate others, including your kids, listen, observe, and figure out what really matters to them. Then hand over the bullhorn and give them an opportunity to make positive change. And number five, moms should stop shooting all over themselves. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you have a great week. Until next time, lead with love.